everyone, uh, Trista here, back with another Playing Around with Playbook this week. Today we're going to be talking to bassist, educator, composer, and, you know, leading woman in jazz, Katie Thoreau. I'm super excited to talk to her, so let's just give her a second to log on, and we'll go ahead and get started. So you can see I'm wearing my congregation t-shirt, so I'm ready for the day. It's just the waiting period now. Hi, Katie. going i'm good thank you so much for being with us today yeah thanks for asking me yeah of course um wow you got on here so quickly i feel like usually there's a few buffering moments um <laughs> but yeah tech savvy of course um <laughs> so if you don't know me i'm trista i'm a saxophonist also woman in jazz we love woman in jazz um so let me just introduce you for our audience um for those of the playbook community that don't know you yet um Los Angeles-based bassist and vocalist Katie Thoreau has clearly established herself as one of the most exciting and in-demand musicians today. Thoreau's unique gift of simultaneously ba balancing sultry vocals and virtuosic bass playing leaves audiences worldwide in awe. Her most recent album, Offbeat, was awarded a Best Album of 2018 by Downbeat Magazine, as well as Rising Star 2018 and 2019. Uh, Thoreau is dedicated to jazz education and outreach for students and audiences conducting masterclasses, workshops, um, and in July 2019, released an online course for the renowned website Discover Double Bass. Um, upcoming uh, performances include the 2022 SF Jazz Leading Women and a performance at Stockholm um, Concert April ha Concert House in April, which might have already might have already happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, thank you for being here with us today. To get us started, I want to ask you, what have you been listening to lately? Oh, um, a lot of things. Um, I kind of had forgotten about some Clark Terry records that I really enjoy, one of which is uh, Serenade to a Bus Seat, and the other is, no, I'm going to plug this. Happy Horns, Clark Terry. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I've got to start listening to that. I've got to get on that. Um, so to start us off on the questions about you, I just want to ask you, um, was there a particular musician or educator that inspired you growing up to really pursue music? Um, I, I think, well, my very first bass teacher, classically, his, his name's Dr. David Young, and he still teaches at the Colburn School in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It was one, I had a really, I was lucky to have a really great first teacher that made me feel good about the instrument and didn't tell me too much about what was going on, just let me do my thing. And so that's kind of how, that kind of rubbed off on me too, like, letting people have more self-discovery rather than, okay, you got to learn how to do all this, get these books and then do this level and the next level. It was just more, it was like, I don't know, like how a scientist, like as a kid would just like start figuring out things work organically. So definitely Dr. David Young was, was a huge inspiration. Of course, of course. And in terms of um, like, uh, like musicians, um, not just like educators, I mean, they're both obviously, but was there a particular basis that you listened to growing up that um, also inspired you? Well, Ray Brown. When I heard Ray Brown, I was like, everything's, everything's over. And I was lucky enough when I was 12 years old, I really wasn't playing too much jazz yet, but I actually got to see him twice when I was 12, which was the year that he passed. Oh, wow. uh, and, and I don't have a, such a great memory, but I have a good memory for like musical moments. So I, mm -hmm. I definitely 
it's kind of all coming back. Some some days I'll be like, oh wow, he played this song from that recording. But yeah, Ray <laughs> Brown is like is number one. Ray Brown, Paul Chambers uh, were like my first bass loves. <laughs> of course, uh, thank you for that. Um, and I know that you were asked to start a jazz camp in Maui. Can you tell me a little, little bit about that process and like how you went about that? Yeah, so that was a lot of things in life. I don't know. I love Harry Potter, so I can compare a lot of things to Harry Potter. Like how how he's like, yeah, I, a lot of this happened, but I had a lot of help. Um, and being at the right place at the right time. I was visiting my grandma in Maui, and um, I decided, hey, let's do a concert. I have that entrepreneurial kind of thing. So I brought my friends over, and there was someone from the Hawaii Tourism Authority who said, we've always, always wanted to have more of a mainland induced uh, jazz camp here. Do you want to start something? And I said, yeah, that'd be awesome. But knowing that it's Maui and things work a little bit slower, I was kind of like, this may, will probably never happen. But the person I work with is really great. And um, so we started the first year in 2019. It was small. We had about 25 kids from, from Maui and then four kids from Ma uh, California. And it was really mm -hmm. great. It was awesome. Uh -huh. Of course, in 2020, we couldn't, we couldn't meet in person, but we did actually a really fun virtual thing last summer we did a, a condensed version and then we're doing it again this summer um mm -hmm. yeah that's been a lot of fun like learning i mean you yourself too you're probably not far away from like having been a student at jazz camps so i use that experience of being a student student um being a teacher at some of these camps and just kind of picked what i liked what i what i thought would really um help the students the most. So, and of course, I'm always open to critique and getting people's feedback. So each time kind of tweaking it a little bit so that everyone has a great experience. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so what, what, do you have any plans for this summer in terms of like a day, like what would be a day in the life of like a student at that jazz camp? Yes, so um, some days, the, the, the whole point too was really like, let's have like an actual camp atmosphere, not just like an, in like just jazz and music all the time. So some mornings would start off with like an excursion in Maui. So you would go snorkeling with sea turtles, you know, from like eight to 12. Wow. Then in the afternoon you'd have lunch. And then like at two, you'd have a three hour block of either your ensemble or like a, an electives class, have dinner and then go back to ensemble or like an open jam session. So really, and that also helps the students bond not just over music, but they meet each other in different ways. Um, so yeah, it, it could start with snorkeling or it could end with the day you have all your jazz in the morning and afternoon and then you go to a luau at night. So it just kind of, my idea was like letting like the beauty and nature of Maui really inspire the music and the students. Wow, that sounds like a jazz vacation almost. That's that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Is, there like a, is there a website for that just so that people- Yeah, it's, it's just jazzmaui.org. Everyone go to jazzmaui.org. Sounds pretty epic. Mm -hmm. um, so going from performing to teaching to gigging, and I know I always see your videos um, singing or, or transcribing on the road, which I love. Um, and I know that uh, things get really busy. Do you have any uh, mantras for when times get tough or especially busy? Yeah, I mean, for me, and I think for everybody, it's like the music is the easiest part. And when you, you're playing like you do all this travel and everything to get to the performance and you're only playing for like an hour or maybe two hours. Mm -hmm. So just kind of remembering that the music is always the most important thing about the perform, like about the whole day, about the whole tour, whatever. Um, so just keeping that in mind, it doesn't matter if I don't feel well, 
feel well or I didn't get enough sleep. Um, it's just making sure that the music is taken care of. And also I, I travel with, with my band. So like making sure they feel good. Um, I, I actually have been doing transcendental meditation for over five years. So that really helps too. I'm a pretty like low blood pressure type of person. But with that, I can end up taking on a lot of things. And then all of a sudden I'm doing too much and it just kind of explodes. Mm. Um, so, but that helps just to kind of get some extra deep rest in my day. Um, but yeah, just always remembering that the music, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, of course, of course. Thank you for that. Um, in terms of your own students and the students that you teach um, in a variety of ways, um, or even at the, the Maui Jazz Camp, um, what do you want your students to walk away with, like, overall? What would you say? I always want to make sure that they can teach themselves. That's all. You don't really need me. I, I mean, you don't have to do what I say either. And it's not, it's not for me. Nothing's for me. So just giving them the tools and everybody's different. And that's really what I love about teaching is that everyone learns differently because they're different. So what I do with somebody, even if two people have the same problem, it's not going to be the same solution. So that's, that's really fun for me, but then giving them the tools to then be able to go back either whether they've written it down or I write, I write pretty good lesson summary notes, but if they can go back and have like a moment where they're practicing by themselves and they go, this isn't working. And then they can go, oh, let me, let me go through my list of tools. I can, I can solve this problem. Uh, but yeah, giving them the confidence to just teach themselves. Yeah, of course. Um, thank you for that. Um, and I know you had mentioned when we were talking about your jazz camp that you had run virtually for one summer. So which leads me to my last question for today. Um, it's why do you think digital platforms, you know, like Playbook and other platforms are so important in today's classroom? I think for a couple of reasons, again, because everybody's different. Like we experienced, we did like a six week intensive with that. And I, and I teach online all the time, but I feel like people, students and young people, especially are less pressured than being one on one with the teacher or whether like to play in front of their classroom. There's something about like being in front of the screen that kind of like, has like one extra shield, which is, which is good because it gets them out of their shell. So that's what I like about virtual teaching. And also it's nice, I mean, just the technology of it, you can record everything really easily, go back and learn it. Um, and you have, even as a student, you have an incredible reach to meet a bunch of other students your age. I mean, I haven't done it in a while, but I'll usually have like a virtual um, student recital with a lot of students on, on Instagram and then they all meet each other and they get to hear each other and then, then they start mm -hmm. talking and they start learning from each other. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much, Katie, for being here with us today. Um, everyone, you know, continue to follow Katie, mostly Katie's audience here, <laughs> um, or go follow her on Instagram um, and stay up to date with her music at katiethoreau.com um, and jazzmaui.com, um, as well as Playbook at Playbook Jazz on Instagram. And this is Playbook um, online. So thank you so much again. It was great talking to you. I'm going to sign off now. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.